0: bismillah and assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. This is the Halal online podcast for people who want God-centered success and a Halal lifestyle.
1: Learn proven life and business strategies from Muslim startup founders, CEOs and influencers from around the world. Now, here is your host with another great
0: interview. Thank you for listening to the Halal Online Podcast. I'm Shah, your host for today and the founder of the Halal Online Podcast. And today we'll be speaking to somebody who owns a thriving YouTube channel. She's a YouTube celebrity, a modest fashion designer, and of course, an entrepreneur. She has a sizable following and subscribers on YouTube that she grew organically. Now, everybody who have tried to attract or build followers, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, or any other social media platform, knows that there's this constant tussle or dilemma between being yourself and giving in to what your audience want. I think the most important thing about our guest today is that she's a true Muslima. Why did I say that? She's a fashion designer and she doesn't wear makeup. She's somebody who's not willing to compromise her principle in order to get a handful of followers. And this interview is about how she grew her YouTube subscribers from 0 to 19,000. Let's hear it from our guest this week, Muska Jahan. Salam, sister. You're Muslim and modest fashion and entrepreneur, a hijabi, and a Muslim influencer. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words?
1: My name is Muska, and I am a modest fashion, Muslim lifestyle blogger, and pretty soon I'm going to be gaining the title as designer because I'm going to be coming up with my own line of hijabs. Um, I've been posting content for four years almost now and yeah i've made lots of um what is i've connected with lots of sisters all around the world i just reached seventeen thousand yes. uh, subscribers on youtube yesterday so that was pretty exciting so yeah, yeah that's that show
0: you have quite a sizable following that you grew organically what's your advice for muslims out there what's the first step they should take if they want to be a muslim influencer like you
1: Well, I think the first thing you need to do is have some sort of, like, a mission. Uh, For me, like, I noticed that right when I started wearing a hijab, I saw that there wasn't a lot of content for new hijabis. Um, I'm the only one in my immediate family that wears hijab. So because of that, I didn't have, you know, a mother or a sister or anyone to really tell me and show me all of their tricks. So I just kind of studied other people and learned it on my own. And then I posted videos about it. So that way um, any other sister who was in a similar situation, someone who converted to Islam, someone who was in the same situation as me, where they're the only one who wears uh, the hijab in their family, like they would have someone to like be able to rely on to give them that information. So that's what my intention was. If you have some sort of a mission when you start your social media uh, platform, then if someone happens upon it, they're going to be like, oh my God, this is for me. And then they're going to subscribe or follow. So that's, uh, I feel like that's what gives me an edge over someone that just posts like a picture of their face, if that makes sense. Like there's some sort of meaning behind it.
0: I always wonder where do you guys get your ideas from? I mean, how do you generate content ideas on what to talk about or when to talk about it?
1: Uh, most of most of the time, my ideas come from just knowing what questions I had whenever um, I started wearing hijab. Um, in addition to that, a lot of my subscribers will offer ideas as well. Um, I'll post like a question, be like, "Hey, what type of content are you guys interested in?" They'll let me know, and then I'll create a video surrounding that topic. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I I think you just intuitively know what to post. And then if you don't know what to post, you'll just ask your audience and they'll let you know.
0: When did you have your first viral video and what was it about?
1: I had my first viral video uh, last year and it's almost at, um, half a million views. So I learned a lot from posting that video in my family, like I mean, in my family, personally, like, I was pressured to, like, make my eyebrows smaller. So, I talked about how um, I knew better. And because of that, I wasn't interested in plucking my eyebrows. Uh, and, yeah, I come in, I come from a family where everyone has really thick eyebrows. So, that's just what we did. Um, however, I made sure to do some research. And it said that you could clean up around the eyebrows if your eyebrows are, like, bushy enough, like mine. So, that, that, that is just basically what I said. And, like, I, I, I was saying that I don't really alter the shape, which is common yeah, practice yeah, nowadays. Yeah. I just clean up around the eyebrows. And, um, yeah, it was, re- it was yeah. really controversial. Like, it, on, on the grander scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But, um, and, yeah, if, if, if you are genuine with your audience and if you share, like, an experience, your experience, and no one else is talking about it, then you're gonna get that engagement that YouTube and any social media platform is gonna pick that up and it's gonna take it and it's gonna recommend it to other people and it's gonna go viral. And yeah, that's probably, uh, yeah, that is one of my most watched videos. And it's also one of my most controversial videos. Uh, just because I think, you know, I, as much as I tried to explain my point of view, and most people, like, they understood where I was coming from. Um, I guess maybe there's some sort of like language barrier or like a point of view that other people had. So, because of that, everyone is, you know, joining the discussion. And um, I guess that's what made it viral is because of the controversialness. But also, it wasn't just controversialness, it was like people aren't talking about this topic. So, I just talked about it. And most of the comments are like, wow, I'm really glad you posted people who weren't muslim and they happened upon the video they're like what is going on here but you know people who are actually growing up in the religion and they understand why this is so controversial only they will understand because a lot of girls actually commented saying that um, they were receiving pressure from their mothers their aunts their sisters like everyone in their family was pressuring them to get their eyebrows thinner even though they knew that it wasn't right and that uh, watching my video actually gave them the courage to stand up for themselves. So, yeah, it, yeah. Overall, it seems like it, it wouldn't seem like that big of a deal, eyebrows, but um, it actually had a really big impact. So I wasn't even expecting that.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who is working hard day in day out to build a reputation for themselves. It's really really hard, and just to give them some. Uh, Hope or light at the end of a tunnel. When can they expect a tipping point for their efforts?
1: I, I mean, anyone who starts a social media platform and they're starting from zero. Everyone starts from zero, right? Um, you have to understand that in the beginning, like like you just said, snowball. In the beginning, you're 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 rolling up that snowball up this really steep hill and it's a tiny snowball, so it's taking forever. So if you can produce um, and just focus on making content and not worrying so much about the numbers, like you should look at your numbers and understand what people are reacting to, but like not focusing too much on the numbers, then eventually you'll get there. Like it is in my first year two, my first two years of YouTube, that's when I produced the most amount of videos and I was actually in college, so I did have a lot more time. Um, like, in the beginning, it's really tough, because you're just trying to, like, you know, make a name for yourself, I mean, even now, I'm still making a name for myself, but, like, in the beginning, it's the toughest, so, uh, 2018 was when I got my first viral video, and I think I went from, like, like, I think in the beginning of the year, I had, like, 3,000-something followers, and then, um, in December of 2018, I was at, like, almost 17k so it uh I don't even was it I think it like grew five times my audience grew five times the size sometimes you just make a video and it just sticks um yeah but in the beginning it's not it's important not to like get carried away with the numbers there are some people who just naturally know what is gonna go viral for me like I had to go the long route it wasn't until I was uh, three years into YouTube that I could understand exactly what my audience was looking for
0: Can you just walk us through the process of producing your videos?
1: First you want to understand What goes to the mind of your audience, right? So um, For the average Muslim who's like maybe around college age or a little bit older. That's my demographic um what their thoughts, they're, they're thinking about, you know, getting married, they're thinking about having kids, um, they're thinking about their careers and they're fairly young, fairly in that, you know, still in that naive mindset. I am too. So like, I have to appeal to those type of thoughts. Um, so if I make a video on, you know, like styles that you can wear to work, that's going to appeal to them. Uh, So, yeah, first you want to make sure that you're making a video that will appeal to your audience. Um, Then you want to think about what does my audience want to see from this video. I have made a few videos where I knew what my audience wanted, but I didn't put exactly what they wanted to see. And they'll actually let you know in the comment section. They'll be like, oh, I was actually expecting a little bit more from this video. And then um, I I would learn from that. And the next time I would make a similar video, I would make sure to put that in the video. But um, certain things like it's fairly obvious but like if 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 you're doing a style or fashion video like they want to see it on you so that way you can show them what it looks like when you're wearing it instead of just holding it up on a hanger um yeah you just want to plan out what they want to see and then right now I'm starting to plan out exactly what I want to say because whenever I do film I like to film in batches so um Like, ideally, I would like to film, like, two to four videos in one filming session. And if I post a video once a week, then uh, I would only have to film two or, uh, like, one to two times a month. So that way I can just, you know, be more efficient, edit videos in one batch, and then upload, um, create their thumbnails, set up the description. And, um, yeah, ideally, it's better to work in batches. That's what I've learned. So, yeah figuring out what the audience wants, figuring out what the audience wants to see. I do like to plan out an outline of the top the topics I want to cover in each video just because it makes me more organized. And I'll just put some notes on my phone so that way whenever I'm sitting down and filming, I can just refer to them. Um, do I write down exactly what I'm going to say? No, I just kind of write down some key bullet points.
0: I think there there must be times when things don't go your way and you keep producing videos and you don't see it the result that you want what do you do when things don't go your way
1: let's see so when you first start out like like if you're when you're starting at zero you don't really have much uh, like you don't really have uh people who like follow you right so um i think on my first day where i, I put my first video which is like how to like make hijab pins I, I think i got like four or five views or something um, like the only people who will see it are your family and friends if you choose to share it with your family and friends, um maybe your mom, I don't know, but like, yeah, that's just how it starts. like in the beginning, like there's no fireworks, there's no like um it's not it's not as big of a deal as you want it to be, but it if you keep on posting pot content, like it it, it becomes a bigger snowball and eventually it gets rolling. So yeah, in the beginning it's just crickets. But um, eventually you see, like, your first comment, and then you get all excited, and then you start to see, you know, good comments and bad comments, and then uh, you learn to have really thick skin. Um, Yeah, if you're just starting from zero, and you don't know, you don't have connections, you're just starting, which is really important to, like, not beat yourself up about. You just have to, like, get it going and not worry too much about it. Like, you you have to have, like, a long-term vision, so that way you don't sit down and stare at your video and refresh it
0: the other thing is that um, you were in college and now you're you're your wife and you're Muslim influencer how do you manage your time let's see so
1: whenever I was in college I didn't really manage my time very well but I did have a lot of free time because college you only have to show up to your classes like twice a week right so yeah, I had a lot of free time. I didn't manage my time very well, but I did get stuff done. So I think I was better than some college kids, but I wasn't as organized as I am right now. Um, (laughs) As with like getting married, you know, before I got married to my husband, we um, we talked about what we expected from our lives and what we could expect from each other. Um, I think that that's a conversation that's really important to have before you um, decide to live with each other for the rest of your lives. So um, I told them that I was very interested in being an entrepreneur. Um, I let him know that, you know, the idea of being somewhat of a public figure was something I had in mind and that I wanted to have multiple businesses. And this is just the type of woman that I envisioned myself being. But at the same time, um, I did want to Uh, I let him know that you know being a mother inshallah would be very important to me and I didn't want to ever make my kids feel like they were left out and that uh, of course he would be priority for me as well so right now we don't have kids just yet um, but he's hustling I'm hustling so we're both in that same mindset and we always make time for each other it's not too difficult right now because um, we both we're both hustling, but at the same time, like we see each other every single day. Um, whenever we do have kids, inshallah, like, I'm trying to like set things up so that way uh, my life will be a little bit easier in certain ways, so that way I have more time to dedicate to family and inshallah my business.
0: Problem that a lot of people that have good ideas, have a vision, uh, because they don't, don't see the traction, mm-hmm. uh, many people give up on, so, yeah. What's your
1: advice to them? What I do is, um, like, just now, actually, I was writing down. I I do this pretty often, but, like, I like to write down my long-term visions for my life. Um, Sometimes I'll focus on a certain area of my life. But, like, um, right now I was talking about my long-term vision for my businesses, um, my public persona, like, how I want to... Gain uh, recognition in my industry. Like, you have to write down your intention and you have to understand that right now is not like you're not going to be in the same spot right now. I mean, uh, you're not going to be in the same spot as you are right now if you keep on doing what you're doing for years and years, right? Um, for some people, if it t- would have taken them four years to get 17,000 subscribers that would have been, they would have considered that a failure, like, they want to reach four million, or one million by that time, but for me, I mean, I've learned so much, so I don't really see it that way, but, um, yeah, some some people just take longer than others, and some people don't get there, but, like, the important thing is that you need to, um, you need to keep on going, and you need to, like, self-reflect, you need to self-reflect constantly, and that's, yeah, that's the reason why I've, I've taken a few months to have a break, because I was looking at my channel. You kind of have to, like, look back, look at your videos. And, yeah, you have to not be you, – you're not supposed to be too self-critical. You're supposed to um, be able to look at yourself objectively and just be like, you know what? I could have done that better, but, you know what, next time I'll, I'll do it better, inshallah. And you just don't think too much about it. There's so many YouTubers who delete their videos, and then they restart again, and then they delete, and then they restart Um You just have to keep on going. You have to keep on making progress because um, like right now I have 200 videos. I have a little over 200 videos. And that means that my audience has a whole library of content to watch. So once they, you know, once they happen upon one of my videos, and then they click on my channel and they're like, wow, she has 200 videos, they're more likely to subscribe. So it's yes. important to just keep on going. Because if you see someone who only has two or three videos, like it's going to take a lot for me to be like, okay, I really think that this person's going somewhere and I'm going to subscribe to them. Um, a library of content is always helpful.
0: I think in most of your videos, you have one element that really impresses us. You try to remain as Sharia compliant as possible. My question is that, have you had temptations that if you relax a bit, maybe put on makeup or do other things which is not Sharia-compliant, you probably will get more followers and subscribers faster?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, um, let's see. I think in my first year or two of doing YouTube, I... I would only wear like the tiniest bit of eyeliner and then if I did wear a lip color it would literally be the same color as my lip so it wouldn't like it wouldn't even show <laughs> um but for some reason I felt like I needed that just to make a video but now I don't even care I just roll out of bed and I'm like hi hey guys <laughs> um yeah for me it's been important to stick to my beliefs and um yeah if, if, if you follow like the whole like hijabi blogger modest fashion scene you'll see that a lot of people have really changed and for me like I mean because I started wearing hijab at the age of 21 um, whenever I did start wearing it like I'm pretty strong in that like that's a very strong foundation for me and it's not something that um, I really think about too much and I try not to take it for granted like for me like there's no there's no temptation for me to like Reveal more hair or anything like that. Um, yeah. I think some sometimes whenever, like, a lot of these bloggers get really famous, they start to feel uncomfortable about their identities as Muslims. This is, like, the only um, theory that I have. But I think yeah. you become, start to become insecure about your identity as a Muslim. And um, you want to conform to what everyone else is doing. So you kind of you relax a little bit and um for me I've always made it a point to not do that because yeah I know that if I did like a full on makeup tutorial um then I would probably have more followers because that's what's really popular right now and has been popular for the past few years um you've probably noticed that I don't show my husband on my channel my husband has um in the beginning, he said he he wants to be a private person, and I respect that, but I know that if I brought him onto my channel, and I did a video with him, it would get a lot more views, but at the same time, like, I know better than to invite people to my private life, I try to, like, keep, thing, keep things as, um, what is it, professional as possible, sometimes, <laughs> not all the time, but yeah, I, I'm trying to, I try to be very careful with what I post, because I know that like if if I were in the scenario where you know my children see my videos I don't want them to be embarrassed and I don't want my husband to be embarrassed and also like at the end of the day like I have to make sure that what I'm posting is um serving my actual purpose and is something that I can be proud of at the end of the day so
0: yeah. (laughs) So is there anything that you wish have done differently as a Muslim YouTuber? Um
1: to be honest I've pretty much stuck to um, my beliefs and morals throughout this whole time which is great and I know that it takes like a certain type of person to be able to do that um, Else, yeah I don't really have like any regrets I'm one of those people where like if I don't feel like doing something then I don't want to do it <laughs> um, and if, if I feel like I need to think about something like I will take time to sit back and reflect uh, kind of like how I'm doing right now um, but no, I don't really have any regrets, and my family is very supportive of what I do. Um, whenever I did start my channel, my husband was like, make sure that, you know, you don't get too carried away <laughs> and, like, do something crazy, and, um, you know, for for some people, that would have been, like, a, an insult, but for me, it was like, like, he, he values our relationship, and I value our relationship, and we want to make sure that we're both respecting each other and that um that, that plays an important role in my life. So I, I, I'm usually very careful about what I post.
0: Okay. Do you have anything uh, you'd like to add? And uh, you say you're taking your time off to prepare for something yeah. better, right? Yeah. Uh, can you just give us an idea of what we, we can expect from you?
1: Let's see. So... <laughs> um, Let's see. So I'm right now. I'm I'm trying to uh, raise my level of production just a little bit, just enough to like where everything looks a bit more professional. It's still gonna be like YouTubey, like all my other videos. But I'm trying to raise the level of my game. Um, I I want to I want to make it so that way. Anytime you know a Muslimah uh, uh, happens upon my channel, they see what. I've posted and they're like, oh my God, yes, I need to follow her because I will learn so much from her and she's cool and hip, so that's my goal. (laughs) Um, What else? Yeah, I'm planning my videos a lot more, so that way they have, um, I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more humor into my videos, I, I am a little funny as a person and I just want it to be more fun and just higher level of production. Um, I the reason I'm also taking a break is because um, I'm currently manufacturing my scarves. Um, I'm sewing everything right now, and I'm setting up like how I want the packaging to be and how I want to launch my business. So yeah, I'm keeping myself very busy nowadays. <laughs> right so, now, I'm I'm looking to launch a premium hijab line because right now there's there's a lot of hijabs at the lower price points, but I want to create one a hijab line that has a little bit more like affordable luxury vibe to it, and the the hijab line that I'm releasing right now, my first one is going to be 100% silk, so it's really exciting.
0: That was muskar Jahan, a Muslim influencer, a YouTube celebrity, and a modest fashion designer. I think the key takeaway from that interview is what she said about patience. She said, "If you keep doing what you're doing right now, you're not going to be in the same spot tomorrow." That actually reminds me of a verse in the Quran. I think it's the last verse of Surah Al-Imran, where it says, Ya يَا يَا الَّذِينَ That verse actually talks about patience and success. Where the gist of it says that you should outdo in patience. I mean, you should be more patient than the other person should be more patient than your challenges. You should be more patient than your competitors. So you will have success. A lot of Muslims get confused between mm. patience and procrastination. Taking time off is not patience, it's not sabr. Sabr is despite all the setbacks that you have, you keep moving forward day by day and inch by inch until you hit a breakthrough. That is sabr. And Muska Jahan is a living example of it. That's it for me today. And until next time, whatever you do, keep it halal.